Welcome to Thinking Reimagined. Thinking Reimagined is a unique platform for thoughts provoking intergenerational dialogue in a diverse and inclusive setting with a focus on impactful change in the global workplace and community. Our stakeholders' conversations aim to spark thought, leadership, curiosity, engagement, collaboration, and learning amongst individuals, teams, and beyond. Enjoy, Enjoy this episode. episode and subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and other outlets. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Thinking Reimagined podcast. I am Nifemio Ubuntuye. Well, let's talk about the principles of social justice. They say there are four principles to tell whether a society is just right. Access, equity, participation, and human rights. We probably would just stay with human rights today. And we're referencing a few stories that have recently made the news and perhaps explore how the society has responded vis-a-vis the expectation of equal rights and opportunities for everyone. First is the court Zuma story. Remember Zuma? In a viral video, he was seen kicking his family cart and this has attracted public outrage. Over 225,000 people signing an online petition calling for his prosecution. And despite his apology, his cut has been taken away from him. West Ham has fined him two weeks wages understood to be about 250,000 pounds, which is expected to be donated to animal welfare charities. During a particular football match, he was booed by opposition supporters. And I'm also told that Adidas has now canceled a deal uh, that it had with him. And I've not even probably captured all of his travels. Our second story today is that of a BBC investigation that is showing that women's intimate pictures are now being shared to harass, to shame, and to blackmail them on a massive scale. And that is not just limited to Telegram. I'm sure nobody will acknowledge that they you know, visit porn sites here. But if you have done any sex video in the past, maybe you should go and check online. It might just be there. I'm just kidding. Thirdly, something every Nigerian on Twitter can relate with, the amazingly different ways social media reacted to Tiwa Savage and Oxley Sexton. While one was bashed online, the other is being praised for his performance in the bed. Interesting. Peter Hamad Boyo, filmmaker, actor, and writer, thank you for joining us. Chilean Azu is expected to join us subsequently. Uh, we're expecting Moses Omohena, Melvin Olisa, but we have Felix Effiong Macfilage. I hope I pronounced that well. He's an MC, actor, comedian, and entertainer. Melvina Olisa is also here. Thank you so much for finding time to join us. Let me begin, Uncle P, with Uncle P. Um, very quickly, let me just have your reaction on this Zuma story. Do you think that um, this is a little bit going beyond getting justice for animal rights abuse, perhaps a little tint of racial injustice, as some would say online? How are you reacting to this? I'm just going to have Felix to, re- to react while we we'll wait for Uncle Pete to join. First of all, good afternoon, everyone. Um, thank you so much for um, having me. Um, 
the uh, social media at the moment, I think is a place where we, some people just put their businesses out there expected to be judged. Um, reacting to consumers issue, I think if you are someone who lives actively in the, U in the UK, um, there's this um, joke on the streets that's in the UK, it is animals, women, uh, children, men, um, women before men. That's the order of arrangement of um, the societal standing. Um, so I think with every society, like I was saying, there is, um, like for instance here, um, if you see people who have to sell a particular story, there's things you have to do. Like um, Jim Ike, the last time, let's just digress a bit, wanted to advertise his movie. What did he do? He went to this guy's house, pretended like he was going there to fight him. And he knew the society which where he was doing this thing to promote his movie, that's going to sell. If you, if Zuma had kicked a boy, I'm very sure it wouldn't be this much. However, the society where which Zuma is, is a society that is very protective of um, its pets. However, um, we think, I personally will believe that it's overstretched. I think it would have ended with him um, being fined the two weeks wages, which is excessive because um, Luis Suarez did worse things to Patrick Evra, if you are a football fan, and he got just 40, uh, just 40,000, while this man is getting 200. This man, the other man, racially abused someone on the football field and got 40,000 fine only. This guy kicked his own pet and even apologized. Brother um, was kicked off um, his football team. His younger brother was also kicked off his football team. Puma, um, who uses um, animal skin to make boots, millions of boots yearly, are taking um, a contract off him for just kicking a cat. Hedin Hazard did the same thing. So this is what basically is not the reaction of social media to him. It is what has happened before. Like things that have happened and people who've committed um, even more crimes to humans and got lesser um, punishment that's making because, the, because of the skin color. I mean, if you live in the UK, people talk about skin color, black and white. Currently, I'm in Lagos, Nigeria. I wake up, my, my neighbor is black. I am black. The next man I'm going to see fell attender. So no one talks about race here. So whatever happened, it's, it's happening here. But in the UK, everything has to, you know, you have to talk about race. You have to talk about, you know, the black and white thing or the Caucasian or this or that. So people are excessively careful. Even with, I was in an interview even before this meeting and the woman said, oh, how is Ghana? And I said, no, I'm in Nigeria. And then she said something and I said, oh, I'm, we're all blacks. And she said, oh, I don't mean it that way. But honestly, I was joking. But she is so So I think, I think for Kozuma, it's overstretched. But I do not think it has anything to do with race. You know, we're trying to kick out um, certain things from the society. And when um, the issue happened with um, Suarez, it was different. For now, for every football match, especially since after George Floyd, people take the knee before football. So I think they are raising punishment at the moment to try to make people learn from situations that there could be um, consequences bigger than this. If you're from a, con a conversation with the UK currently, you notice that all protocols are concerning COVID is being dropped one after the other, just because the prime minister attended the party in December. So these things have consequence. That's just, I think, the lesson they are just trying to put out there. Eden Hazard kicked the boy, kicked the ball boy for crying out loud. I mean, this guy only kicked the cat. I, 
I understand the sentiment and, um, you know, UK sentiment for animal rights and things like that. But, you know, a lot of people are also asking the question, just like you're saying, if this is not uh, way overboard. But I'd like you to talk to us about what you think about the council culture, a situation where someone does something wrong and then you just want to shut him down because you have access to the internet, you have the information, and then you're passing judgment. Is that a part of our commitment to a just society, particularly when we don't seem to have a uniform measure of punishment for everyone? Um, I think what, what, what it is right now is um, we, we all have our day-to-day -day lives on the internet. When I go to the gym, I post videos, people see it. When, I'm, when, I, when I travel, when I'm on the plane, I post videos, uh, pictures, people see it. And so when I'm wrong, I think sometimes it's the fear that, okay, these things at the end of the day might even get to the internet. So maybe I need to put it there myself to get assessment. So this assessment sometimes help people feel better it can be bad. They will just come at you and, you know, the comments keep coming. People keep saying things um, and then helps you. It's just like a judge. The Internet now becomes a judge of the uh, of the um, situation. So you just feels like. So whatever the, if the Internet say it was OK, don't worry about it. Or what you did is um, not so bad. People do that all the time. So you feel like, OK, maybe I shouldn't be too hard on myself. But once the comment becomes too negative, you see, okay, maybe I was very wrong. And then you apologize. Once the internet accepts your apology, then it means you are all forgiven and then you can continue living in peace with yourself. I get your point. Let's bring in Melvina here. Melvina, did you by any chance um, stumble on either to a Savages or Oxlade's video online? Actually, heard the story, but I don't. I don't dabble into those kind of videos. I do watch it. I know. So I, I know. Nobody, nobody publicly acknowledges to have seen such videos. So <laughs> no, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Even me, I have never seen anything like that before in my entire life. But um, let me have your reaction <laughs> to what appears to, you know some online celebrations comments as against the bashing that he was savage got. How much justice do you see playing out here and youth is contributing to this social? Okay, um, I would say since um, Tiwa Savage is, these persons are actually public figures. They are influencers on social media, Instagram, the likes, Twitter and the likes of it. So whatever thing they put out there, they have actually, they are actually giving the public the right to comment and say all sorts of all sorts of things about them. So them bringing those stops online or having or those stops having to come even without their permission, it's it's automatically giving the public to say anything they want to say about it. And then um, recently, I saw everybody saying Oklad, this, this, that, that online. I didn't. I'm not the, the type of person that I actually go to look for what's happening. I just wait to see it on people's status. But actually, I didn't see the video. I was just seeing. And then people are praising the guy and people are talking bad about you. I said that she, she shouldn't have done that or she shouldn't have let the video out and stuff like that. Mm, to some point, it's to, to, to a measure of 
some point, it's, it's actually bad onto a savage because people, like ladies like us or some other ladies, we actually look up to her. She's a nice person. She's okay. She is a mother. She has a child. She has sort of things. She's, she's good in our industry. And then she's bringing out something like this. It's, it's going to draw people back on her. And that's, I think that's the reason why people have to say bad about her because she, she has actually brought out a good figure about herself. And then something bad like this is happening. It will bring judgment on her. And then I don't know anything about the outlash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that it, it's a little bit dicey when we say whether a video was leaked or not. There are people who will tell you that these videos are intentionally leaked uh, because um, because they want to promote a song or things like that. But talk to us about um, how unfair you think it is if um, the society doesn't meet out the same measure of reaction just because of sex. I know we've had this conversation before about how you, uh, women are being looked down on in areas like this. So a woman does it, it is bad news. I mean, it is a dent on our virtue and on our image, but a man does it and he's celebrated for it. You are a female, a future female surveyor, and you, you know, study to be a surveyor, an industry that is well known to be male dominated. Is, that a, is there some form of a ripple effect that is evident for you, particularly when you look at how the society you know, deal with a man as against how they deal with a woman. Okay. Um, I think comparing these two that you said, yes, there is a little bit of unfairness there because as a woman, what the society has seen for a set examples for a woman is actually you have to be you have to be virtuous, you have to keep yourself, you have to work under a man you have to then and then when somebody a woman wants to be independent when she wants to do the right thing when she wants to stand on her own then you see people saying ah you're supposed to be under this man you're supposed to be married by now you're supposed to have gotten this by now and then it's 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 a little bit of unfair for some persons to to actually talk down on women when 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 we are when when we want to do more when we want to, like okay for example myself in surveying there is this um, I recently um, came back from IT my student industrial training and then um, there was this opportunity where my boss traveled yes it's an opportunity he traveled so I had this opportunity to man the instrument for like a week. So on the third day, the person who is seen, who is supervising, when he came the second day, he was like, ah, are you the person here? Like what's happening? Where is, where is your boss? Where is Kenge? I said, okay, actually the one um, manning the instrument. He said, are you supposed to do this? Like he gave me this look and he was like, I can't do it. So he was preparing to take over the instrument before I already, already before then, I had gone to set up the instrument and everything. I had given somebody, I've given the piling crew the points that they are going to pile. And then when he came and he checked, it was okay. He, he couldn't find anywhere to hold me down. Then he, he, he started checking, he started asking me some questions and of which I answered correctly. And then he was like, okay, that's going to give me like this. <laughs> he did like this to me. And I was like, and in my mind, I was like, oh, because I'm a lady and because I am small, probably because I'm small and because I'm a woman, that's why you you spoke like that at first. You, you, you don't want to know my measure of um, 
the, the way I can do or the way I can um, perform on the job and if you just want to write me off like that. So it's not, it, it's quite unfair how the society has placed us ladies. Yeah. I agree and we're looking perhaps looking forward to how you intend to change that subsequently. Um, Peter Amon Boyle, Moses Omohena, I've joined this conversation. Gentlemen, thank you for joining. Please consider this an open conversation uh, okay. when you uh, feel like following up another speaker's thoughts. Feel free to do so. I will only ask that you indicate first the message or by raising your hand before speaking. Uh, uh, you know, and of course, you, you can keep the comments rolling. Um, just before you join, we were talking about, hi, Moses, good to see you. I, I just asked uh, Melvina if um, she by chance stumbled on Tiwa Savage's or uh, Oxlade's video online. Moses, did you? Yes, I did. I mean, it was, it was, I, how, how couldn't I? Finally, I found somebody telling the truth. Everybody on this conversation has been telling lies. <laughs> it was, all right. It was all, over, it was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the thing is, for Tiwa Savage, it was a bash, but then everyone is celebrating Oxley for doing a good job on the bear. How much social justice in there? Um, well, interesting. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if everybody is celebrating Oxlade. I know I didn't. Um, but here, I, I, I can understand, you know, the approach because really when I, when I went on, on Twitter and I saw, you know, get a, had a glimpse of the conversations that were going on, the reactions that were going on, there was, um, when, when, when it comes to Oxlade, there was more defense about, defense for him as there was for Tiwa Savage. You know, the, converse, the tone generally for Tiwa Savage was, oh, that was a dumb move. Why did she allow herself to be filmed like that? Where is the man? How come I'm not also seeing the man's face and what have you? But then when it, come, when it came to Oxlade, we're hearing stuff like, oh, wow, this guy is really good in bed. You know, he's got some, he's got some really good, good styles in an, and what have you, as ridiculous as it sounds. So yeah, um, sadly, we still live in a deeply patriarchal um, or orientated uh, society. Um, but um, personally, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'd like not to get carried away by by what um, what the norm is of society. I like to go with what feels good to my core. And the same reaction I had for with um, which was savage, what I thought it was a dumb move, was also what I thought I, when I, for Oxnard really. I didn't exactly see it as a dumb move. I felt a bit more sorry for him because when I saw that video, I could see a man who was so desperate to be seen, who was so desperate to, to who was so desperate for, for recognition. I didn't see that with Tewa Savage. Tewa Savage is the biggest female act in Africa. So this wasn't really about publicity, so to speak. I just thought it was, it was a very poor decision on her part. And maybe one thing led to the other. I'm not sure if I'm if I'm really right about the detail. But for Oxlade, I saw someone, I, I felt more sorry for him. I just saw someone who was desperate for recognition, who just wanted to be seen. And if you look at it from that angle, aren't we all? Everybody essentially as human beings, we want to be seen. We want to be, I mean, from the little I heard from Melvina, um, there was there was a sense of why was she not judged based on her level of competence as opposed to judging her based on her looks or her first impression. So there's, a, there's an essential core. There's, a, there's one common denominator I find amongst human beings is we want to be seen, we want to be heard, we want to be appreciated, we want to be noticed. 
But how you go about that recognition is what counts, is what you know, draws the line between humans as higher animals and, and animals as lower animals, so to speak. So yeah, that's what I'm going to say to that. I'm just a little bit confused, Moses, because uh, you know, many years ago, all of these are many shades of wrong. But a lot mm. has changed now. I don't know. I mean, because some people will tell you that they have a right to do what they like, even if they put a camera on themselves in the act and put it on social media. It's the personal space. It's their decision. You know, and that's what they have chosen to do. Before you joined, we talked about Zuma's challenge in the UK where he kicked his cart and then they want his head for it. But how do we continually begin to, you know, talk about equal rights and equal opportunities, particularly when the values seem to have faded or perhaps a little bit confusing? Because we can't tell, nobody can tell now what is right or what is wrong. You come up with something, they say, oh, you're a religious bigot, I mean, bigot, and people see things almost different ways. How do we continually uphold equal rights, even in the face of all of these uncertainties? Well, first of all, um, there was something you said, you know, when you mentioned um, he had a right to do what he had to do. It's his, uh, it's his personal space. I don't believe in that. I believe that if you want a personal life, if you want a personal space, then get off social media. There is nothing personal about social media because social, the moment you make a decision to open a social media profile or account, you automatically make your business everybody's business, right? If, you want, if he wanted to be his personal space, then he should have shared it with, his, with a private WhatsApp contact and not put it out on, on, you know, on social media. But then again, to answer your question about how do we uh, draw the line between personal freedom and, uh, and values, um, I, I, I think that the problem is that we, we cherry pick and we want to always eat our cake and have it. I don't believe that you can effectively talk about freedom or, or press or one's um, fundamental right without also talking about a, a bit or two about um, accountability and responsibility, right? Even in your fundamental human rights, you are also held accountable in even expressing those rights that you were born with, right? So um, when we now, when we take that out, take about, take out the sense of accountability and responsibility, then, then for me, I feel that our rights, you know, um, then I, I can have a right to go and stab the neighbor who gets on my nerve. I can have a right to go and shoot, you know, um, um, a public service holder that, that, I'm, that I know for sure that is, is wasting taxpayers' money. But then where do, where, do, where do we draw the line between me being held accountable and just doing things by the book. That's why we have laws and we have, that's why we have rules and regulations. So yeah, I, I'm not sure that answers your question really. I get it precisely. I get it precisely. Where somebody's right and that's where the other person begins. This is the Thinking Reimagined podcast sponsored by Allied Empowerment. Allied Empowerment Consultancy offers leadership and innovation through bespoke human development solutions brain-based leadership and coaching. Allied Empowerment empowers business leaders, teams, and individuals to intentionally accentuate desired outcomes built on trust, curiosity, psychological safety, engagement, and communication. Allied Empowerment, thriving in a sustainable and valued manner. I can see that Felix, uh, 
Felix hands uh, up. Please go ahead, Felix. Yes, I I wanted to continue from what Melvina was saying earlier, and I have this to say. Um, Tiwa Savage is a mother. Um, what one of the conversations I was seeing on Twitter, the one um, people were saying she is a mother, this is Africa, uh, she's supposed to be showing more good example. This other guy is just a guy. He is um, a single guy. He's never been married. He doesn't have kids. And, you know, as, he, as a younger person, I mean, you can make excuse for recklessness. However, with Tiwa Savage, the age on her side, um, a mom who has a son to protect, uh, a female who is still carving a niche for herself in her world, I mean, apart outside Africa, it is more um, irresponsible of her. And again, someone came up and said something about the place, it, it all went down. With Osley, the entire thing happened in his house or somewhere, you know, and Tiwa Savage looked like a public scene with the videos attached to the, the entire pictures. Because, um, so I mean, as an African, because we want to maybe deviate from it, because, okay, before coming on this live, um, on this um, podcast, I was on, um, on Twitter a minute ago, and there was a video of a, a lady beating the husband. The man was naked. The woman was using whips on this guy because we like to change narrative about oh it's a man's world uh, it's a man's world it's a man's world now if you go under the comment section of that video where the woman was beating the man people were laughing people were just saying oh maybe it's bdsm maybe it's bdsm so everyone no one was saying domestic violence no one was saying I'm, I'm sorry, domestic abuse. No one was actually feeling very sorry for the man who was being abused. That's correct. The conversation was different. The, the commentary was different. So the commentary will be different in Africa once a married, um, a, a one married, okay, a divorced mother of a, a young boy goes uh, on a boat cruise and have sex in the boat and the video came out. And then the conversation will also will be different when a young guy a single man have sex with his girlfriend in his room and they made video together and the video somehow get leaked. And if you look at the lifestyle of Oxlade, you notice that it's something people already knew his videos being where that's not his first video. But this, this is the difference here is that this one is longer and is with um, a woman. The rest is just being him showcasing himself. So with Oxlade, it was already out there for some people. People already knew. So with Tiva Savage, it was more um, it was more Africans reacting to an incident that happened in Africa and uh, Nigerians passing reacting to incidents. So, and every, there's no way we're saying, oh, um, values are changing, this and that is changing. There's, there are things that will not change in our society. Like there are standards you hold women to and there are different standards you hold men to. There are standards you hold a young boy to and there's different standards you hold um, a, a, a man to. There are different standards you hold a young girl to and an adult uh, female. That's I think some things might never change, um, no matter how much we preach about it. And that's my take on Tiwa Savage and uh, uh, um, Oxlade's uh, situation. Hey, um, Thank you, Phillips. Let me add something there. I think um, it all has to do with the double standard we have, especially in this part of the world. Um, if a woman does something like that, she's... Um, um, chastised, but if a man does it, he's celebrated. Because I saw both videos. I saw 
all the comments. And um, Tiwa Savage, well, I don't know what circumstances it was, but um, she said it was late and Oxlade said it was late. So it comes down to the digital footprints. Whatever you do on your phone or your laptop is there. Even if you delete it, it's still there. Digital footprints, nothing you can do about it. It's not going to go away. Once it's there, it can be leaked. Someone can access your phone. People can hack your phone. So whatever you do, it's there. Now, talking about if it was leaked or if it wasn't leaked, that's besides the point. The point now is the double standard we have for male and female. Because the first time I saw the Oxlade video, I didn't even know what it was. I saw students jubilate and I was like, oh, is this a new artist? Because I don't know Oxlade from Adam. Is this a new artist or what's going on? And I saw, oh, He's been celebrated. So I asked somebody, I said, what's happening? Who's this young guy? What happened? And they said he has a video out. So of course I saw it on Twitter. You can't not see all these videos. That's, that's what I'm saying. So the point is digital footprints. Whatever you put on your phone or your laptop is there, whether you delete it or not. Principles of social justice. Key among it is human rights. How do we begin to grow a society where everyone is dealt with with the same measure, irrespective of your status or your gender or whoever it is you are? Um, I think personally, I'm going to be honest, in a society like ours, the certain things will never change. I made a... Um, but do, you think, do you think it can never change or you've been no. in a long time? Uh, in our, it, it, it won't change in our lifetime. And I want, women in Africa will always be judged with a different standard and men will always be judged by a different standard as long as Africa is concerned. In fact, let's leave Africa out of it and the world, it, it, still, it will still be like that because you hear, okay, for instance, let's talk about um, the, the, when the topic of um, um, what's this movement for equal right between all sexes? Um, feminism. There are so many people who are uh, so many people who do not understand the topic surrounding feminism. They think feminism is misandry. They hate like when you hate men, and that's not what the discussion is about. And they are not even ready to get you know proper knowledge on these things. So they carry on thinking feminism is misandry. It's feminism that the two intertwine. Well, they are two different separate things. So um, as Africans, I do would want to say, as an African, I would want to say that we will always have double standard in our society. Women will always be judged differently and men would always be judged differently. It will never change. It will never change. That's my, that's my stand. Um, um, my apologies, Felix, but then um, never say never, never say never, because um, I'm, sure, I'm sure my grandma, my grandma was 90 uh, two weeks ago. I'm sure yeah. she must have made that comment when she said, now that she knows that women can own plots of land, that a woman can actually go to a court of law and get married to more than one husband. I'm sure when she was a young girl in her 20s, she probably would have said that would never happen in her lifetime, right? Maybe. But yeah. things are changing. So never say, never say never. There are people with deeply patriarchal orientation, but they are loosening up, you know. Um, I, so to answer um, Nifemi's uh, question more succinctly about how to go about it, I just think that we need to we need to learn and unlearn, you know, um, whatever it is up there, you know, as um, feminist icons like Chimamanda, she's greatly doing, 
you know, I listen to her all the time. And there are a couple of things that, that I, that I, couple of orientation that I had that I didn't even know was misogynistic. But when I listen to such people, I'm like, oh, wow, I never, I never thought of it that way. And so I did a deliberate, you know, an unconscious effort from my end to do and to know better. Right. I think that if we, if we, if there's a conscious deliberate um, attempt out there to just sensitize people at this, at the little opportunity that we have, right. And even it, it just involves the smallest of things. Take, for example, um, with our music, there's this very popular song by Tewa Savi, Somebody's Song Will Find Me One Day, right? I'm not exactly a fan of that song because I think it's a deeply, deeply sexist song, right? Why is somebody's son finding you? Why is somebody's daughter not finding you either, right? As much as we want somebody's son to find you, if we are thriving about gender equality, then somebody's daughter should be able to find somebody's son equally, in it? I'm also not a fan of this guy. There's this um, he's very popular um, comedian, um, he's an activist. I think he was arrested at the NSAS uh, movement, but he's also a comedian. Um, if you can. Macaroni. Macaroni, exactly. I like Macaroni as a person because he's a very, he's a strong advocate for human rights, but I find his comedy skits deeply misogynistic, right? And so I'm not a fan of him because where you create the fact that a, a rich man, a sugar daddy, you know, earns a living by preying on vulnerable girls, I don't know what is funny about that or what should be what should be humorous about that, right? So it's the little things that count. And those things trigger into the minds and consciousness of people, of an audience. And that's why it becomes it's it's so it's such a it's such a long journey, you know, changing this orientation. But if we if there's a deliberate and conscious effort by us to always look out for these things and correct it at the slightest opportunity, I think that there, there will be hope. So um, I wouldn't exactly say never say never, really. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, let's post home now. I talked about the BBC documentary earlier, talking about the fact that women's private pictures are now being used uh, at Libitum on Telegram without their consent. And uh, these are not just pictures that they posted themselves, perhaps um, pictures that they made with their exes, you know. I mean, it, it's just a very terrible story. And I'm hearing, you know, Felix talking about a situation where this issue will be with us and might not be resolved in this lifetime. As we wrap up now, talk to us about how to behave online, you know, in the midst of all of these terrible realities that we are faced with. A situation where, I mean, your videos, People share your videos and, you know, who do you even arrest? Who do you, who do you hold? And many um, people are suffering as a result of this development. I want to say something real quick. Sometimes these videos are not but legally. Sometimes hotels have spy cameras. Um, places you go have cameras. People wear cameras. They're camera pens, camera buttons. So most times, well, sometimes it's not just from you uploading those videos. So I want to make that clear. I don't know how these women's videos got leaked, but some of them might not even have known these videos were being made. I think there was an instance of a lady that said she didn't know how her naked pictures even ended up um, online because she never recorded anything. So we have to be aware that in this digital age, there's all different ways of spy 
And if you're in the public eye, a celebrity or a public figure or whatnot, or even a female or male or something, you're a target. So we too have to exercise our human rights to be vigilant to ourselves, to be very vigilant, to know what's going on around us. Okay, I just saw a question here from um, our live audience. And I think this is supposed to Moses' earlier comment. Why or how is it misogynistic that Tiwa Savage said somebody's son as a song about love? Okay, thank you very much um, for that. I was raising my hand to, you know, to react to a question that you raised, but let me answer the question. So um, I didn't say it was misogynistic. I didn't say to watch every song or the song is misogynistic. I said it was sexist. There's a difference, right? And um, so when, when she says that somebody's song will find me one day, it goes with the usual patriarchal narrative that, you know, the woman is a vulnerable flower, just patiently waiting for a man to come and rescue her and sweep her off her feet, right? Now, if we are fighting for gender equality in the real sense of it, then women should be self-reliant, self-sufficient, and should be able to find love even in their own independence. As the man, you know, as the man has been, you know, from the time immemorial, you know, uh, uh, projected to be. So as much as somebody's son is finding you some, someday, a man should, be should also be uh, should be confident in saying that somebody's daughter should find him someday in it, right? Like I always tell, like um, some of my, my friends always say that the day full feminism would, would apply in Africa is when it becomes normal for a woman to pay a man's right price or man price, whatever the case might be, right? As it is in India, for example, where it is not you know, totally on the man to go to the woman's family and pay a bride price. I don't even like the idea of the idea of a bride price, you know, especially when it comes to the southeastern part of Nigeria, where in quotes, the woman is, in, is sort of being bought. And so that gives the man some, some level of rights or control over her. So that's, that's, it's from that angle I'm looking at it really that if somebody's son is going to find you, then somebody's daughter should as well also find me as, you know, as, as a man. It should, it should go both ways. That's my point. Absolutely. After all, I've started seeing pictures of ladies on their knees proposing to their man. <laughs> it looks strange anyways, but it, it's, um, it's part of the gender equality that we're Aha, talking about. That's all what you see. I, I just got you now. You said it looks strange. Why does it look strange? Because it's a reality you're not used to. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So until it becomes a norm, then that I think that will be there. But to answer your question, um, Nifemi, you, you, you asked the question about um, um, holding people accountable for videos being leaked and what have you. Yes. And um, um, Mr. Peter just, you know, gave a very interesting uh, point of view. But I also, just to add to what he said, um, so if you look at Tiwa Savage's uh, video again, the conversation was geared towards her, uh, you know, that, oh, it was a dumb move, you shouldn't have recorded yourself in the first place. But then again, there was little conversation around the person who leaked that video without her consent should also be held accountable because you invaded on her privacy. Right and legal action should be should take place. Um, there's a gray area between leakage, footage, um, videos being leaked or not. In, personally, I feel that Tewa Savage might have been leaked, but in the case of Oxlade, I don't think his video was leaked. I think he knew exactly what he was doing, because like Felix um, said, uh, he seems to have a track record of 
nudity. And so it's only normal for people to expect, you know, I'm sure if, if at all it was leaked, it's going to be a very hard case to prove in the court of law, right? But I think that the conversation needs to broaden in the sense that we shouldn't always blame the subject in the frame, but also ask questions behind the scenes and said, was this person aware that this video was going to be uploaded up online? And if, if not, what legal actions can we take in making sure that there's some sort of redress for this person's invasion of, of his or her privacy? Um, but then my personal advice to my, to my future seven-year-old son is don't film yourself while you're having sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. Guys, we have to go now. Melvina, I'm just going to ask to get a final thought from Melvina and Felix. It is the norm now, you know, after chatting with a guy for a while, the conversation eventually leads to, so what are you wearing now? Um, can you send a picture? Can we do a live video? Melvina, I'm just going to have you find out thoughts on this matter. Coming from the angle where you, where you just spoke about, it's on the, I, I feel it's on the side of the female not to let the conversation get to that point. Okay, in a case where I and a guy I just met online is talking, we keep chatting daily, and then it gets to a point where he have to ask me, what are you putting on or where are you? When you see that it's going to that side, as a female myself, I sometimes I just pause the conversation there, or sometimes I just, why are you asking? What's, what's wrong, why are you asking? And then, because I know where it's already leading to. And then if I see from onset that you're not the kind of person that I want, because I get to, I get to, I get to um, observe people from our conversation. And then if I see you're not the kind of person I want as a friend or as any other thing, I just keep the conversation afar. Could you just, how are you? How are you doing? Good morning. And then that's well, just it. What if, what if it's a guy you're, you're in a relationship with? Sexting, online sex is a reality these days, you don't think? It is a reality because it's actually happening. Yes, it's actually happening. I know of a lady that, um, should I share this? I know of a lady that actually sent her nude pictures to the guy because he said he was going to send her some money for whatever thing she said it was for. And um, it happened that the guy later wanted to use it to blackmail her and um, stuff like that. So she ended up sending money to the guy and not the guy sending money to her. So it's it's actually, it, it's happening. But then as in a relationship as a female, as a male, before both of you together in a relationship, I guess there must have been some standards that had, that had been set already or that will be set. If you say, okay, there is no sex, there is no um, stuff like that, then it should be that. If this person is, is coming to, to say okay let's let's okay let's share pictures then you as a moral upright somebody you should say no i don't want that or i don't want to do i don't do that and i don't want to do it if it if, if it if it gets to the point that it, the relationship will have to go then i guess it's for the right thing yeah what two consenting consenting adults um do with online or whatever should be their business but just know that if you're doing it online, be ready for the consequences. Because I'll tell you an example. If you have, um, well, I don't want to call the name. There's this search engine and they have photos. If you activate those photos, your, whatever you have on your phone goes to um, somewhere in the sky 
and saves your pictures. So you don't even know those pictures are there and you deleted them. And also people can clone your phone and take pictures while you're using your phone. They can hack your phone. So all those things matter. So just know what you're doing. Like I always say, digital footprints. Have your own, exercise your own human rights to yourself. Be aware of what you're doing. If you don't care, then you don't. But if you do care, then do it. It has nothing to do with morality or everybody has sex. Well, not everybody, but I mean, consenting adults. And if a married couple is in three different, I mean, two not different- Not everybody, Uncle I, I, I don't. I, I corrected myself, I didn't say everybody. You know me, I'm not a conformist, so I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but sex is normal. If a, a man is in UK and his wife is in Nigeria and they want to have phone sex, it's up to them, it's I their business. It's not supposed to go online, but be aware that once you do it, it can be leaked. Maybe not by you, but someone can do it. Or you can mistakenly save it. There's people that just press their phone and you can save it. And before you know it, it's uploaded. So just be aware. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, I, I think um, Mr. Peter has you know, said the bulk of what I want to say, but then you know, when he, he talked about um, you, know, you can do whatever you want to do, and, but be ready. I think that's also, that's also part of the point of holding people accountable. So for example, if I have sex with my, with my wife tomorrow or with anybody and I, and I get it recorded and save it in my private computer and somebody clones my computer and leaks the footages, the narrative should not be, oh my God, Moses, you know, Moses is, or is straining online having sex. The question should be, how did that footage get online? Was Moses, was 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 Moses? What um, did that get online with his consent, right? And how can Moses exactly. get legal action against? That should be the narrative, you know. And to answer um, what uh, Bobina was talking about, you know, about uh, um, a girl sending nudity uh, to someone that she likes, you know, on a phone conversation. The issue is not morals. I don't think that, I don't think the issue is about you know being morally wrong or morally right. I think the issue is being comfortable with what you're doing. If a woman wants to send her new pictures to a man that she fancies online, that's fine. As long as she's doing it, she's, she, she, may, she, she gets to call the shots. She's doing it because she wants to, not because she's being compelled or conditioned to do it. So that's, that's really just what I wanted to throw out there. Sorry, if anyone, yes, male or female, is sending your new picture because you want money, then you're putting yourself in that position, and I'm sorry, but I, I don't feel bad for you because right. you knew it's prostitution. Hmm. Digital yeah, I prostitution. Think it was, I think it was, <laughs> it was Moses that said, if you do not want to be seen, I think you shouldn't have a social media account, something like that. So uh, yeah, in my final words, like personally, I mean, I'm currently in Lagos, Nigeria. My wife is in uh, my wife is in London, and there's a lot of communications that will go down and and a lot of things that will happen. I That's do not right. have to tell it all. I get your point, brother. <laughs> and and I, do, um, I think all we need to understand, I personally, I do not care my videos being out. And I've, talked, I've told my wife, one day we could be out there because we are doing all of this. So just get ready. Whatever comes out, we control the narrative. We sell the content to whatever 
uh, this thing and instead of being the victim, because in our society in Nigeria, we are going to, I am going to be victimized. While the society where we live, that can never happen to us because we know that there's avenues for us to control the narrative and we won't get justice. In fact, this can make us rich. If someone like Uncle P now picks my nude in London and puts it online, I will be rich because they will know where, <laughs> they, they will know where it's coming from and anything. And then I can get money for that, you know. So, but yeah, so I think Moses said everything. If you do not want to be seen, just don't be on it. So if you if you know you're not be comfortable with your nude being seen, I don't think you should even be someone who should be recording in the first place. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, um, so what Felix is saying that if you want to record, do it well so that <laughs> it will come out fine. No, that's not that's not what he's saying. Stop paraphrasing, man. That's not what he's saying. I'm just kidding. Don't disturb that. Bring back don't. On that note, oh my god, you hear me? Come on, <laughs> so that you well, don't feel bad about your next video. I mean, you can watch it and be very confident. I'm proud of the thing I have yes, done. Yes, <laughs> thank you guys for this. But on, on that note, nice let's um, let's thank yes. Felix for being here for his first time. It was good thank having you, you. Melvina. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Moses, thank once you. again, thank you. And we miss Dr. Ama. She's away today, but um, she'll be back next time. And Nifemi, over to you. Dr. Ama has eyes everywhere. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Ama, for this, for this platform. Catch you guys again next week. Bye. This has been a Thinking Reimagined podcast. The executive producer is Dr. Ama. Co-producer, Peter Amon Boyle. And it is moderated by Nifemi Okuntoyin. The podcast is edited by Nelkan and supervised by Doon Sokwa. Thinking Reimagined emphasizes the importance of transformational conversations, which have as their aim the bringing about of the rich diversity of thoughts and, most importantly, powerful and applicable effective solutions and change. The views, opinions and contributions of the panelists are exclusively theirs and do not reflect the opinions of thinking reimagined producers or personnel. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening, listening and we, we hope, hope you have enjoyed, enjoyed this episode. episode. We invite you to subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play and other outlets. We look forward to presenting another riveting episode next week. Thinking Reimagined podcast is produced by Live Abundantly. We welcome your thoughts and invite you to visit our website, livesabundantly.com. Or you can follow us on social media on Live Abundantly 8. Thinking, Thinking Reimagined, Re changing the mindset, the mindset for, for a better, better global, global society. society.